0: To have just joined us. Um, where have you been? We've had two hours prior to this and you've missed all of the goodness, good part of the show. I'm joking. The best is yet to come. Uh, obviously, you know with the show. We like to have fun and laughter as well. Um, you know, and uh, I just need to say to people... Um, we have got a few people um, having a bit of a trouble. Um, you can always press um, F5 or re-sign in if you're having problems with Blog Talk Radio. Um, if there's any help that you need, by all means, chuck it into the chat room and people will help you. Um, a big hello to everybody who's in the chat room. Hope all of you are okay. I'm hoping that Cathy um, will be back in a moment. I think she may be just grabbing a quick drink, bless her, because she hasn't been very well today. and. Uh, Me and her are exhausted, actually. We've had a very busy day, but it's been really good fun. I want to say a big hello to Michelle Rust as well, who's also got in touch with me and said, what an excellent show, and uh, she's really enjoyed it. A big, massive um, hug to her, though no, she needs a big hug at the moment. So hope you're okay, Michelle, and uh, we'll speak to you tomorrow, love. Not a problem. Uh, a big hello to Bill, to Catherine, to Granny M. I, Granny M. Hope you're okay. Um, a big hello to Kristen and also to Patrice, uh, Patrice, that's right, who's in the chat room as well. Um Right now, I've got two numbers, and they reckon, I recognise them, so I don't, but I don't know. Right, let's go with area code seven three two. Hi, welcome to the show.
1: Hello Sue, it's Captain Yoakum of the New Jersey State SPCA. How are you tonight?
0: Hey, I'm okay. You're on form tonight. Bless you. You beat everybody else.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I try. I How try. are you doing? Doing very well. Thank you.
0: Good, good, good. Now, what's um, obviously. You you are literally out there on the forefront um, with the NJSPCA. Um, mm-hmm. Right, hold on. A I've just got to fetch my co-host in, Kathy. Hold on a minute. Okay. Hi, Kathy. Welcome back.
2: <laughs> Hello, Sue. Thank you. Hi, Captain. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you doing tonight?
2: I'm well. So nice to hear you. Thank you for
0: coming.
1: Good. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: So, obviously, Captain, you're on the forefront um, and must see a lot of different situations. And, obviously, we are moving forward with times have changed, getting um, training for the police to literally be able to understand um, dogs more. Um, And, obviously, the other pets as well, but mainly the um, dogs. What's been your um, thoughts and have you had situations arise around you with the job that you do?
1: okay yeah I mean absolutely we we deal with this uh, on a on a fairly regular basis, and I do need to say as uh, when we spoke last, I told you that another area uh where training is needed is dealing with livestock um, you know livestock are, are large animals uh they can present a danger to someone who is untrained uh entering into that situation. Uh, Whether it's a motor vehicle accident with a livestock trailer or, you know, uh, you've all seen videos of uh, police officers running after a cow, uh, you know, 14 police officers running after a cow trying to catch it when all they need to do is stand in front of it and put their hands up in the air and the cow's going to stop and you can walk up and say, hi, here. Um yeah. you know, those are kind of humorous. But, you know, the dog <laughs> issue, um, they can't be. Um, the dog issue is is not a funny issue. That's a very serious issue. Uh, it's a very deadly issue for many dogs throughout the United States. And um, I'm one of many people who are calling for uh, police departments across the country to require their police officers to get training during the police academy on how to understand dogs and how to uh you know, read their behavior, um, and it could yeah. probably uh, result in many, many dogs not being shot. Uh, it, it's exactly. it's a real it's a real shame.
0: Exactly. I mean, obviously, I'm in the UK, and um, the, the card that I always play is the fact that obviously in the UK we haven't got guns on the streets. Our police do not carry guns. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of Americans go, you what? They don't carry guns. No, they don't have guns on our streets mm-hmm. at all. And when they're dealing with dogs. They obviously haven't got that as even a choice.
3: Mm-hmm. And when I
0: spoke to a UK police officer, I said, "So what? What do you do in the UK then?" And he said, "Well, obviously we've got the spray that we can use, but he said we go in there with two tins of dog food."
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like- you know, I'm going to tell you. Um, And, again, this is just the realistic part of this, the the honest, realistic part of this. There are situations that police officers find themselves in when they are at risk for serious bodily harm uh, or death from an attack by, you know, one, two, sometimes three dogs at a time. It does happen. So in that situation, um, you know, that police officer has a right to protect himself, protect other police officers, and protect the public. That's that's one Absolutely. type of shoot. The other type of shoot um is is the ridiculous shoot where a police officer gets out of his vehicle, a dog is in the yard looking at him and he shoots it up and it happens. Um yeah. you know, I mean and this isn't just pit bulls, uh boar bulls, uh, German shepherds, Dobermans, you know, and other dogs that people sometimes are afraid of. We have golden retrievers, we have lavadors that get shot. Um, you know, we have beagles, that get, I mean, it's a cross-breed. Across it's not just a, a bully breed problem. Um, again, you know, some people are animal people, some people aren't. Some people can walk up to an individual dog, uh, read that dog, and know to stop in their tracks and don't go forward anymore. As a matter of fact, back up a couple of steps. Let the dog know that you're respecting that they're protecting their territory. If you don't read the dog properly, you put yourself in a position where you could get bit. And most dogs yep. bite out of fear, not aggression. So, yep. you know, that's a whole other issue that people need to understand.
0: Exactly. You now, you're absolutely right. I mean, I've watched the, some of the videos, and again, uh, thank goodness for mobile phones what... and, and people mm-hmm. being nosy from their window and video and everything else. Jimmy's been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of these police, I've got to say, from you, you're absolutely right, and I'm not going totally against the police, because obviously there is situations, and when they've had no training, it's no different than me going into a house and and not knowing what I'm going to face if Correct. they've not had the training for it. Um, Correct. And, but some of these police officers and some of the videos that I've seen, it's not a case of training. They haven't even got common sense.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was, a- the
0: ones um, that I saw was... And I must admit, there's been so many videos to watch. I don't keep up with dogs' names, so you'll probably be able to tell me what name uh-huh. name was. Um, but the one that was in front of a garage door, and there was obviously the two police. There was an animal control officer They uh-huh. got this, do- this dog on this um, catch pole. And the-, the animal control officer had control of this <clears> dog, and they shot it on the catch pole. And I- I'm, s- I'm sat there, scratching my head, screaming, saying, why don't you just shut the garage door on the dog?
1: Yeah. Here that particular case I am actually familiar with and and here's mm-hmm. here's just some of the very quick things that could have happened and should have happened and didn't happen. Yeah. There were multiple police officers on the scene. There was a large dog that was agitated and there was an animal control officer with a catch pole. The animal control officer with the catch pole as you saw was able to properly snare the dog. When you get a dog on the end of a catch pole, most dogs don't particularly care for that, so they react poorly by running, by jumping, by struggling, by whining, by growling. Once the catch pole was on that dog, and that animal control officer had control, it didn't look like, you know, people say, well, she didn't have control of it. Yes, yes, she did. You don't have control of the dog, you have control of the catch pole, which has the dog. The dog is a strong, that dog was a strong dog, and it was kind of swinging her around a little bit, but you have the dog on the end of the catch pole, you're safe. You're safe. Police officers should have backed away, and if if they're afraid of the dog, go go sit in your car. Let (laughs) animal control do what they do, and that whole situation could have ended totally differently. We just had a situation in northwestern New Jersey in a town called Mount Olive, there were two large dogs fighting in a neighborhood. People were scared. They called the police. The police showed up. They walked up where the dogs were fighting each other. They tried to separate them. The dogs would not separate. One of the police officers reached in, pulled out some chemical spray, one shot of chemical spray. The dogs separated. The dog, They were able to catch both dogs. They put them in the police car. They took them to a veterinarian's office to be checked, both dogs were actually fine. They were returned to their owners that night, and they were home. Done. No gunfire, no shotguns, no guns, no dead dogs. Amazing exactly. story. That,
2: that was where? What, what city, Captain? That was
1: Mount Olive, New Jersey.
2: Amazing story. Thank you.
1: And that was in the papers. It was in all the press here. But just the job well done.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Now, Captain... I'm going to sit on the garden fence for a minute.
1: Mm-hmm. So we've got two you, you dogs. Be, be, be careful, so You can get hurt by, by sitting on a yeah, garden I've fence. I've already
0: got splinters in my backside from all, okay. all this, I can all tell right, you. I just,
1: want, just wanted you to be careful. <laughs> 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 I, I got plenty of splinters in my butt, too, but it ain't from sitting on a fence.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think that's going to be for the over-18 show for another night. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, moving swiftly on very quickly, I'm just going to say to you, I think like, okay, so the the police officers have separated the dogs. They've done a good job. Mm -hmm. Then they've Mm -hmm. obviously got the dogs, they've had them checked out, and they've gone home.
1: Mm -hmm. That is correct.
0: What did the owners get for having their dogs out in the first place?
1: I don't. I don't actually. I don't actually have the details on that because I believe both parties were issued summonses for allowing their dogs to run at large, but it has not yet been in court.
0: Right. Okay. That's interesting, because I, I, me and Kathy have spoken about this just the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we say, you know, we're saying about this so many times. The owners have got to be somewhat responsible. Mm -hmm. You know, we have got some owners that will say, oh, my dog's got um, shot, this and it, what happened? Oh, it Mm -hmm. got out. Well, hold on a minute. Let's just reverse here. I've got children, and if they were three, four, five, whatever, and I left the door open, and they went running off down the road, who would be responsible?
4: Mm -hmm. Right.
0: I I mm-hmm. wouldn't allow that to happen. We make sure that our fencing is secure. You make sure that the door is locked or whatever so nothing can come in or nobody in, or the kids can't get out, vice versa. Mm-hmm. Why do you people think that it's okay for their dogs to be able to run around and then not get anything for that?
1: Yeah, I can, I can also tell you a quick story, uh, Sue, uh, the guys that, that happened in Hopacon, New Jersey. There was a neighborhood where there was a retired... Uh, Police officer that lived with his wife Uh, One of the neighbors Had a a large uh, Year and a half old dog Their screen door was not that solid And the dog used to be able to bang into the door And run down the street Run around the neighborhood The family had been summoned uh, several times For a dog running at large The dog was non aggressive The dog was playful It knocked down the retired police officer's wife Once when she was walking their little dog so uh, the police, the retired police officer told the person that owns the dog, his teenage son, if that happens again, I'm going to take care of this situation myself. And oh, he went no. back in his house. About a month and a half later, the dog had gotten out the screen door again because they still hadn't repaired it, was running around the neighborhood, again, not aggressive at all. The dog didn't have an aggressive bone in a body, as turned out. The dog came running down the street, ran across this guy's, the end of this guy's driveway. This guy had been out unloading groceries out of his car. He was in his house, retrieved a weapon, went back outside, stood at the end of his driveway, and when the dog was running back toward its house, shot him, shot three times, hit the dog twice. Okay. We were called along with the Hopacon Police Department. We arrived, Hopacon Police Department arrived, questioned the gentleman. The dog was wounded, but not mortally, he was taken to the vet by the owner, and the dog survived. The owner was uh, issued charges by the town of Hapakon for allowing a dog to run at large, and we filed charges against the retired police officer for animal cruelty for shooting the dog. Finally, finally, after about eight months, um, it went to court. He was found guilty. He was found guilty. And that was a, a huge case for us because in so many parts of the country, if there's a dog that's running at large, you're in your yard and you shoot it, and you claim self-defense. So many times, so many places, people get away with it. Yeah. And and it's it's yeah. not right, and it's
0: not right. Exactly. The thing is, it. they've also got to realize, I mean, we're going off the subject of the police, but, you know, people have to realize that that there's so many things that could happen. You know, never mind the fact that the dog could get run over, it could be injured, it could cause an accident. It could be that, you know, a child just gets in the way. I'm not saying the dog can always bite at them, but it can get in the way sometimes, you know what I mean, or whatever. And, And situations arise just by the fact that they're out. And people just say, oh, it just got out. Well that's just not acceptable that wouldn't it be acceptable if my um child got out on the front garden or got out on the road, so why should it be acceptable for a dog
1: yeah and here's here's the other side of this uh when you go through your firearms training as a police officer and your use of force training, but in particular your firearms training, both classroom and at the range, there are a few very simple basic rules that everyone who handles a gun, but especially police officers, need to follow. That is, keep your finger off the trigger until you're ready to shoot, know your target, but more importantly, know your background, what's behind where you're shooting. Yep. Any video you've ever seen of a dog being shot, normally it's kind of a wild scene where the gun's going back and forth, the dog's jumping around, moving around, running around in the circle, and, and shots are being fired. It is extremely Extremely dangerous to do that in a residential neighborhood.
0: Yes, so I mean that's well, another I mean, end of this. We, we, we had are, that. Sorry, Kathy.
2: That's okay. I'm just wondering, uh, Captain, if you're familiar with the case that took place in Charlotte, North Carolina, a couple of months ago, where the two dogs—one was fatally shot and one was injured—I can't recall their names right now—but the woman, the wife, at the home was pregnant and was in, within, I think, three feet
1: of one of the dogs mm-hmm. that
2: was shot.
1: hmm Oh. oh. But, you know, I mean, again, depending upon circumstances, again, and, you know, no one in animal welfare ever wants to hear that a police officer shot a dog, but there are justified shootings, and every situation is different. I don't think, personally, that these cases are looked at closely enough to pick out, you know, if a person ends up getting shot, there's a huge investigation that takes place to make sure that everything was done correctly. When a dog gets shot, there's an investigation, but it's not lengthy, it's not long, and it's not intense, and it's closed because it's a dog. That's where the yeah. problem comes in. Yep.
0: Yeah. But do you know what, Captain? I'm going to, again, look from a different angle here. hmm How- uh, I've been looking at, you know, when we, they've actually go through these cases, the dog's been shot, and people are taking the police to court for the, all these different things. Mm-hmm. Just one case, $620,000? Can, yes. can the police actually oh, afford gosh. to keep this going?
1: No, and that's what, again, when we had talked about this briefly, I said to you, you said, you asked me, but, Captain, do you think the police will want to be trained in dealing with animals? And my answer is they're going to want to be, and municipalities are going to want to be, and counties are going to want to be, because this could really protect them from some very serious lawsuits if they just spent some time training their officers. And, again, probably about 70% of the cases or 60% of the cases are the gray area, where you're not sure if the dog really should have been shot, shouldn't have been shot. That's a huge number. So why not educate your people to make sure that that number comes way down?
0: Yes. exactly exactly what what do you think i mean it, it i'm speaking to somebody who's like on the forefront you see it for yourself you know you've you've spoken to people what what are people's thoughts with it all you know what i mean there's a lot of angry people and obviously understandable if their dog's been shot in different situations they're very angry and obviously i've spoken to people have had their dog shot and they do say you know they go every day there's times when they cry they literally experience ups and downs times Mm -hmm. and all of this and this long this can last you know years and years for goodness sake you know they're part of a family that you know some people say oh they're just a dog not not to us not to us dog owners they're not Mm -hmm. and what do you think and how do you feel that people react? Because, I mean, some people have said, you know, when I've said about training, some people react and they'll say, it's not training they want, it's more than that. And I've looked at some of this, and I've mm-hmm. said, well, some of the police, it's not training. They haven't even got common sense.
4: Mm-hmm. So oh.
0: what? Have, how have people been, you know, if, if, if you have you spoken to people about training? And what's, what's their thoughts out in the street about this?
1: Well, here's the real answer. That was a long question. Holy cow! Um, I know. I'm good at it. It was almost wow.
0: a rant, but I'm glad you said it was a question. It, it, it
1: was. I think it was a question. I don't know. I'm having a hard time with that. But and I'm the only one that anybody really knows for sure. It's me because I got a male voice here. You two can blame each other. So but but okay. <laughs> um, here, here's the the real the real answer to that almost question is, if police departments train their officers in dealing with animals, in particular dogs, and they come up with a set of what's called standard operating procedures. Every police department across the country has what's called an SOP, or standard operating procedure. And what that is is it's that department's rules on how an officer handles a certain situation. So to give an example, um, if you're going to be talking to a juvenile as an officer, you're going to be talking to a juvenile, Depending upon what state you're in, there are different recommendations from the state attorney generals on what you need to do to properly protect yourself. In the state of New Jersey, you are supposed to have a juvenile officer from a local municipality be there with you if you're a state officer to talk to that child. You need to let the parents know, that you want to talk to the child? You've got to let the parent know they can be present when you talk to their child and question their child. That's standard operating procedures that you have Right now, there is no standard operating procedure For police departments in dealing with animals So if you are at a non-emergency situation Somebody called a complaint for loud music And the police officer goes to the door Tries to go to the door A dog's standing there He's going to try You know what? Have your standard operating procedure be Return to your patrol vehicle Call for animal control wait for animal control to arrive, get the animal control, the animal under control, and then the police officer could deal with the people. And this way you don't have a police officer putting himself in a potentially dangerous position where he may feel he needs to defend himself from a dog. That's that's the real answer to this.
0: Yeah. But the trouble is, Captain, the one, I was going to say excuse, but I'm not going to say the word excuse, I'll say uh, the one, statement that came up was the fact that there was no animal control officer available for Mm -hmm. the police to actually have at hand. Mm -hmm. So is there a shortage of animal control officers out there to support the police?
1: If you, depending upon where you are, in the state of New Jersey, a municipality is required by law to have either their own animal control officer – or hire an animal control company, that doesn't exist in every state. So, in particular, down south, there are states that have an animal control officer that might cover a 400-square-mile area. Mm -hmm. So that that police department would need to come up with a different standard operating procedure. But they need to have standard operating procedures to protect themselves legally in case they have an encounter with a dog that ends poorly. You know, and and it's just something that has not really been addressed because it's only a dog.
0: Exactly. But the thing yeah. is this only a dog that for one incident that they're actually gonna be sued for or whatever, which mm-hmm. is six hundred and twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, surely that is gonna go towards paying for an extra animal control officer.
1: That is way and, and too much. No. So you're being way too logical in looking at this (laughs) logic (laughs) logic is not part of the equation here. Okay. And the other thing, the other thing I do need to stress, there are police officers that, that do need to protect themselves or another police officer or the public. And, and on occasion, a dog will be shot. That's going to happen. But there are so many cases, so many cases, where it's not real, you know, there was a golden retriever, for God's sakes, three months, four months ago. A story about a golden retriever that was in its front yard. Police arrived on a call. Police officer gets out of the car, opens the gate, the dog barks, he shoots and kills the dog. Having a bad day? Maybe. Um, angry at whatever? Maybe. Uh, totally unnecessary? Absolutely. Uh, yes. Yes. And by the way, a chemical spray or OC or pepper spray. Does not work on all dogs, so some dogs just like people. It doesn't work on all people either. Some yeah. people can take a hit right in the face, wipe their eyes, and it can still come after you. Um, so it's not that's not a surefire guarantee, but it sure is something. You know, like in New Jersey, uh, use of force um, from the attorney general's office says that a police officer can only use one level above. What's being used against them. So, if there's a five foot five woman coming toward me with a dustpan in her hand and swims at me, I cannot shoot her. Okay? If I do, I'm going to get in big legal trouble. So, yeah. if it's a six foot six guy, 290 pounds, and he's coming at me with an axe, then you can shoot that person because he has the potential and the ability to kill you. Okay. So that same type of process has to be put in place, I think, to make this right with a dog. Yeah.
2: There
1: should be there should be guidelines that when you can and when you can't shoot. Yeah.
2: I have a question, Captain. I, I I think you said it but I missed it. Is that a federal law they have passed or is that a state by state?
1: Local? That's state by state. Okay. It's state by okay. state. You know, in, in some states, and I believe Texas is one of them, I'm not sure. Um, so if you have anybody from Texas in your chat room, don't let them yell at me. Uh, but there are states that have laws that if if you own property and your neighbor's dog comes onto your property, you can shoot the dog. There are states where that's actually legal. And, you know, that type of mentality, that type of thinking um, and in some, some areas down, down south, I, again, um, you know, animals are looked upon a little differently in some areas of the country. You know, it's okay in some places to, you know, put your hunting dog in a wire cage that's too small for him and elevate it off the ground and not feed him for a couple of days before you take him hunting because you want to make him hungry. You know, these are long-time practices that people have grown up with. It's almost like a cultural thing, so they don't see anything wrong with it. If you do yeah. that in other parts of the country, you have a line of people yelling at you, you know. So, and that same culture exists with police departments where there's different thought processes on how to deal with things.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, I think I'm right if I've got this right number. I think we've got Eddie on the line. Hi, Eddie. How are you doing?
5: Uh, pretty good. Good evening, Sue. Uh, uh, evening, I'm uh, in New York.
2: <laughs> right. Hi, Eddie. Hi. <laughs>
0: Um, this is Eddie Sintron, he does the K9, I'm going to get this totally wrong now, K9 Partners for Montrose County, is that right? Monroe County in the state of New York. Thank you, I, I knew I'd get it slightly wrong. Um, just tell everybody, Eddie, a bit about what you're doing, because obviously if anybody's new to the show, and plus uh, we haven't had the captain on the show during our during our shooting show, so um, just tell him what uh, you're doing.
5: Okay, uh, I've been listening to the captain, and 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 it's so intriguing, and he's so informative, and he knows what he's doing, and he knows about dogs, and that's what officers need to know. Uh, uh, have more uh, education awareness about a canine. Until you know, I I share this with everybody in the sheriff's department. Until we learn uh, how a, a canine sees his world around him, only then can we understand. And be able to uh, train and cope uh, as they see the world, so uh, it's very important to uh, be in tune and and you know what? let me interject this real quickly before I, I share what we're doing is uh, a dog, a canine you know observes your body language and they watch you, so how much more than we learn how? to read their body language as well, you know. Uh, I started my uh, Canine Partners in Monroe County uh, because we saw the need. After a recent shooting back in June, uh, and apparently this was over a parking ticket uh, that was given uh, that was warranted, and obviously the officers went to the house. They knew of the dog. They knew the owner had a dog. Uh, the garage was half open, so officers are trained, and even animal control, if you see a garage door half open, uh, and there's signs of a dog, well, you you take appropriate uh, steps not to encounter the dog. Uh, This dog was trained by a certified police canine trainer, by the way. Very trained, didn't chase animals, didn't, uh, he was uh, confined by uh, an invisible fence, never went out Uh, of the boundaries he knew his boundaries and apparently the dog was shot that night Uh, so and the the case is pending because the the two officers are being sued not the not the sheriff department only the two officers okay Uh, because they conducted you know their their actions the way they did that night so I took it upon myself because I saw a need to address this issue with uh, the county sheriff the sheriff from the beginning. He obliged he didn't give me a song and dance He figured that the job has to get done in getting officers trained uh, In accordance to the incidents that were occurring uh, in, in the community the city ha- uh the city policing has more issues than the county the county uh, uh, they really run it much better uh, for for reasons because of their training and everything. It was just this particular day, it didn't work out uh, well. Um, and what we're doing it's we started um, knowing that officers need the training, but dog owners as well. If you can picture, um, I think uh, we shared a, a poster by uh, Hector Hernandez, where well, he gives responsibilities. Uh, Hector was a former police officer. The responsibilities that a, a police officer ha- should have, but also as well, dog owners have the same responsibility. And they're, they're anxious to see officers being trained, but by the same token, they should take the appropriate steps to get their dogs trained as well. That is so important, you know, um uh, you know, obedience training. Uh all dogs need training, all canines. I mean there's not uh I mean that's that's from puppyhood through adulthood. Uh sometimes they you encounter a behavioral problem. Well uh there's trainers that'll they'll deal with these training. So in fact right now uh, uh the the press conference for this t- training is being Scheduled for April. Why April? Because it's Canine National Canine Month across the country. So they chose this particular day for it and everything. And you know, the police department needs—they need the the working community. They need the partnership. Just like you have neighborhood watch, you know, working with the police. Well, with the canines, the canine community should come together to bring resolutions to the the issues they're having in the community with canines. So it's not only officers taking the responsibility, but uh, dog owners as well, you know, taking on that responsibility and how, uh, you know, not to put their dogs in a a situation. Many times that happens. Uh, dogs are put in a situation that is not uh, conducive, you know, and and we really need to address those issues as well, too. But it's uh, one thing that we, we did uh, learn that by coming together and reasoning and looking at what we have to work with, we can move forward. And it's about time, you know, sometimes... Uh, I think to myself, what is going on? Because if people are really upset, how come they're not going and coming together with city officials, with the police chief, commander, the sheriff, our senators? you know what? I contacted all of them. I've contacted senators, you know, because they're down for down the road. You know, as soon as this uh, the the training takes off, because I want them to see that this is going to work. This is going. To, why is it going to work? Because you set up for success. When you set up for success, it'll work. The community needs to get more involved with the community leaders, uh, uh, law enforcement, to see how they can remedy uh, the issues they're having. You know, and it's it's moving in the right direction. And the officer that uh that was working closely, the uh, uh, administrative lieutenant. Of course, he got promoted to commander, and he's in charge and oversees the training center. So he's a little bit in a better position to uh, coordinate the training uh, services uh, for the Sheriff's Department of Monroe County. And before uh, I even endeavored this project, I said, well, you know, it's going to be a big – it almost seems impossible, but you know what? Nothing is impossible if you see the need for change, and it's positive change. I, I encourage people: you don't get nothing by ratting and raging and bashing police and everything. You you get somewhere by addressing the issues a, 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 in a civil manner, and and the, these are the steps I took. And I, I I'm, we've seen progress. And Cindy from um, Cindy Bowling from Fort with Texas, he reached out to me because the police department wanted a training, but they didn't see anything going on throughout the country except Monroe County. So obviously I did put her uh, in touch uh, with uh, the, the sheriff's office here in Monroe County in Rochester, New York. So I, I think that, you know, looking forward and pressing forward on what we can do to change, and, you know, I, I agree that the animal abuse laws, I think it's time to uh, revisit because there are a lot of abuse, uh, people leaving uh, pets abandoned for days in the building, you know, yes. uh, no water, no food. Uh, they need to be revisited and then changed. And penalties should be, uh, you know, a, a little stiffer uh, penalties for animal abuse. Uh, and New York is not taking it lightly because they had a conference a couple months ago on animal abuse. This is for all types of animals, but especially canines, because they're usually uh, involved the most.
0: Exactly, exactly. What what are your thoughts, Captain, on that?
1: Well, first of all, Eddie, thank you uh, for a lot of what you just said, most of what you just said. I I think that, uh, you know, you're... You recognized that there was uh, an issue That needed to be dealt with You stepped up and you did what you thought you needed to do To try to correct the situation And I give you a lot of credit for that Thank you
4: Thank
1: you. Um, you know, so one of the... Uh I also appreciate the fact that you got a little bit of an East Coast accent. I can I can understand everything you said. <laughs> so just kidding with you. So just kidding. With I think you. he's having to go um, at the
0: UK there. <laughs> you know, uh,
1: I'll give you another just a couple of you know quick things. Um, one of the reasons why this is so important, and and Eddie said this that you know dogs read what's going on around them. Uh, dogs have a job in their head. They they have a job, and and they. They, depending upon how they're trained and how you train them and what the relationship is with them, um, you know, you can, you can get a dog who, under normal circumstances, might be more jittery, uh, feel the need to protect you every time somebody comes near you. Um, and when you work with your dog and you show your dog that, that that's not really necessary, the dog calms down and lives a better life. Um, some dogs in vehicles, when we do a road stop and there's a dog in the back seat of a car and the window's down, as we're approaching the driver's side door, the first thing we say is, can you please put your window up in the back of the car? Because a lot of dogs are very defensive when they're in a car. So this this stops the situation of you walking by and getting bit and an officer feeling the need to shoot a dog that's biting him, just ask somebody to put the window up, little things like that. And also, usually if a police officer is responding to a situation, there's going to be a lot of tension. Uh, The the owners of the dog may be yelling. They may be agitated. They may be upset. And, therefore, they've already elevated the bite risk of that dog by their behavior. So anybody entering into that circle is now – Potentially, in a little bit more danger than they would have been if it was a calm situation. Also, police officers don't normally walk in a slow, relaxed way. They're being aggressive sometimes. They're they're strutting into someone's yard or into someone's front doors, um, and these are signals that the dog reads as being a problem. So there's exactly. so many things on so many different levels that that could you know not eliminate being shot, but there are so many things that could lessen the chance of that happening. And and that's what it takes, education all the way around. Exactly. Um,
0: sorry, I've just lost my total trailer thought, but I want to bring um, Hector on the line, who, he has been waiting patiently. Hi, Hector, welcome to the show. Hey, hello,
6: hello, how are you?
0: Okay, thank you. How are you doing? Now, yeah,
6: Can I, you? I, I want to ask, I, I wanna ask the captain it. a question, really quick. Is that okay? Yes, certainly. It, it's the captain, Hector Hernandez from uh, Michigan, here. Uh, my question is: if the officers are not trained, doesn't that give the department a hard time to discipline them?
1: That yes, it does. And
6: and and, and I think that's why, I think that's why they should be trained to give the officer a little bit more responsibility uh, with their actions, and they'll be able to not be disciplined, therefore focus a little bit better.
1: That's a very good – are you in law enforcement? I
6: I used to be. I'm not anymore. I did a little bit of crazy
1: So I right. can learn a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. I, I could I could kind of tell by your question and and th- that you had that you had some experience in law enforcement because yeah yeah you're, you're absolutely one hundred percent correct and that's what I mentioned before also that departments uh, at a minimum should come up with a set of standard operating procedures or SOPs on how to handle situations with animals and this way there's a clear there's a clear. Uh, understanding of what the officer should and shouldn 't do, and therefore, if the officer does something he shouldn 't do and it results in the shooting of a dog, then you know that has different circumstances yeah so, and, and you know, you know
6: what, as well as I do you know every everyone is is judged on a case by case basis sure. but you 're right they need they need a general guideline to go by yes right now, yes. all I hear after an officer shoots a dog, all I hear is uh, I was in fear of my safety, therefore I shot the dog. And it's mm-hmm. subjective. It it can be very subjective. So we have to you're right, we have to do a little bit of training for them to at least, at least use some discretion before they yep. shoot the dog.
1: Now a good example of this, Sue, is with our department, uh, with a dog in a car, uh in the heat, and you assess the dog and see if it's in distress because the first thing people want us to do is rush up open the car door, let the dog out mm-hmm. so it doesn't die from the heat. The problem is the people that do that, the dog jumps out of the car, runs across the parking lot, somebody yells at it, come here. Well, the dog's getting yelled at, so what's it going to do? It's going to run, or somebody's running after yep. it. It runs in the traffic, it's hit by a car and killed. So yep. you, your, your intent was to open the door and let the dog, like the dog knows that when you open the door, should just step outside and lay down and cool off. No.
7: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, so there's got to be procedure to follow. You know, you have to make sure that you're going to be able to restrain that dog before you open that vehicle. And you have to right. do it, it
6: Yeah. I mean, there's there's many situations. You're right. I even made a video of in case that, that occurred. But, I mean, but, again, we're going back just to the officers. You know, like Sue said, I mean, there's dual responsibility here. I mean, there there's got to be because if you don't, then the uh, the homeowner is going to make the same mistake over and over and over and expect everybody else to help them with their dogs, and that that mm-hmm. should not be the case.
1: And it's what exactly. Eddie said before too, of people who will leave dogs in abandoned buildings and show up every three days to feed and water them. The police get a call to go to that building uh, for you know on a drug issue. They walk in the front door of that building. Those dogs think it's their job to protect that building, and they're going to be aggressive toward anybody who comes in that they don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. And a police officer walks in. The dog charges him. He feels his life or bodily harm and death. He shoots the dog and kills him. The person who (laughs) left that dog there should be charged.
6: Right. And, unfortunately, when you hear the news, sometimes you don't hear the whole story.
1: Okay. That's why I reserve
6: my I reserve I reserve my opinion until I get all three stories, and usually right. all you get is one. It's tough; all you get is one. And people will ask me about what do you think about this. I'm like, I don't know. It sounds like it, the officer's fault, but I don't know the other side.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, uh, Kathy, you, you're very quiet in the background there, and I mean that's unheard of.
2: No, I'm I'm, I'm listening, and I'm sitting here thinking what fascinating guests we have calling in. These three gentlemen have so much to offer us information-wise, and I'm sitting here looking up articles and, you know, posting links to articles and what state. I just posted one about Texas changing their laws that pets are no longer property. I just posted a CBS article about pets being more than property, so, um, it, you know, and I'm recovering from a little bit of a cold, so I'm quiet because I'm working in the background. But you're about, <laughs> but the volume's on high. I'm enjoying the show, gentlemen. Thank you all so much. <laughs> Thank <You're>
7: you. Well, <laughs> we've we, we
2: had, we had here in Michigan a
6: 1918 law that if you see a dog chasing wild, uh, you know, wild animals, that you can shoot and kill them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and the, I mean, there's you're right. It's a state by state law. That I mean, every officer is going to be trained, so he's going to he's going to be able to know if that's valid or not based on on the state that he's in too.
0: Yep. Exactly. You so,
1: know, and so- and Sue, just let me throw in here too, and and we really haven't talked about this, but I, I have to throw this in because this is absolutely part of the mix here. Is that the breed of the dog has a lot to do with whether or not it's going to get shot or not in most cases. And Absolutely that and that is right. not that that is also and Eddie I mean that's something that you know I'm sure that you include in in your in your talks and your program um that that's simply one hundred percent so unfair yep. to those breeds that people look at and and think are dangerous um i the the most aggressive dogs that I've dealt with over the past several years. Um, that were out of control and just wanted to get out of a kennel or a cage and kill me were Dalmatians, you know, not pit bulls, not borboels not a German shepherd, but, you know, a Dalmatian was probably one of the most violent dogs I've dealt with in the past couple of years. So, you know, breed is not fair. Yes.
6: Certain, breeds, certain breeds don't allow you a lot of margin of error. So Correct. they are going to, you know, they are going to make you a little bit more fearful than your average breed. In the whole, I mean, I try to teach people. You know, this is re- this is how you read body language, regardless of the breed. I mean, and now in my experience, I've dealt with some very aggressive golden retrievers, especially the ones from from Europe. <laughs>
7: mm-hmm.
6: <laughs> Those are a little different than the ones from America. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it is going to be. Uh, but you're right. Like the small dogs. I mean, do they really? Do they really possess? Uh, you know danger, I mean, compared to a 100-pound shepherd coming at you. Correct. Um, one, of my goals, one of my goals for this month is going to be um, for me to actually put myself in situations and have people send dogs after me without any equipment so I can teach people what to do to how to stop this dog. I already have a few out there online, but I want to be able to show officers that there is options that you can use without lethal force. Heck, the letter carriers and utilities use them every single day. And you don't hear yep. about letter carriers and utility workers shooting dogs or you know killing dogs all the time.
1: You know, Eddie, I do a similar program. I do a similar program here in New Jersey. But what I do is I have one of our newer, newly appointed agents wear a dog costume. I don't actually use a real dog. I'm not as brave as you.
4: <laughs> I, don't it... I don't know if I call it. Brave. I just not know if I call it brave. I had
6: I, but sometimes people really need to see a dog coming right at me and me showing them, okay, this is what you do, and I have nothing on except a hat and gloves on, obviously to protect my fingers, and I show them how to target the dog onto something instead of my face or my legs or something. Yep. And, and, and I can't use a trained dog because if you use a trained dog, the dog is very predictable. Correct. In, in yeah. comparatively, an untrained dog, Who's never seen it before? So you get a real reaction, and I a lot of officers would have, you know, when they see it, they go, "Wow, I would have shot that dog." Now I yep. know what to do. Maybe yep. maybe I should just stick my flashlight out. Now, if he would have bit the flashlight, the orders can't say anything because that would have been my hand or my yep. leg. So yep. I had to shoot the dog. Yep. Now, if he would have just smelled, if he would have just smelled the flashlight and walked backwards and that gives you that window of opportunity to walk backwards yourself, then you, you've already saved the dog's life. And now, if, if depending on the call, you would have to continue with it, or you can retreat and come back in a few seconds, minutes, or hours, depending, you know, on the severity of the call that you're in. That it's, it's imperative, just as easy as if anybody's listening, put something in front of you and move it. And if the dog bites it, there's nothing the owner can say that the dog wasn't dangerous or not,
1: nothing. Sure. Eddie, how do you feel about the uh, the chemical spray, pepper spray, as a line of defense by an officer? What's your experience with that?
7: Uh, with the pepper spray,
5: uh, obviously yeah, it, it doesn't work like uh, you indicated before on all dogs. And then I, I, I have a concern, too. Uh, well, you know, most people see it like this. Well, it's better than the dog getting shot. But let's say you take a taser. And obviously, you know a body's dog is horizontal versus a, a, a human perpendicular. Uh, mm-hmm. But if if you tase the dog and the dog snaps from the prongs and then just shoots out, uh, you know, into a neighborhood, and if there's a kid, a child right. in the way, right. another right. human, then he's in this rage and he's liable to attack. So that's that's the the concern I have. Right. Um, yeah.
6: I mean, my, my my experience with the pepper spray is that it only works on dogs who handle stress with submission. But if the dog handles stress with aggression, you're just going to piss them off even more.
7: Right. And, and, and the that's the been,
6: attacks,
7: <laughs> yeah. And that's a, that's that a good I, point.
6: Yeah. And the letter carriers that I've trained here in, uh, especially in Flint, Michigan, which I get a lot of feedback from, where um, where the dogs are really coming at them, the best place to mace them isn't the eyes, isn't the nose. It's the mouth. I had a very, very huge dog come at this litter carrier.
7: She said, "Hector,
6: I remember never to spray him in the eyes, but I did it anyways because I was stressed. And nothing happened, and that's like I made it even more aggressive. I got him in the nose. Nothing. He even bit down even harder when I got him in the nose. He goes, but I remembered I just saw a little bit of opening in between his wisdom teeth and got it right in there, and he stopped. And he couldn't. He he stopped, and he just started to gargle almost." And that gave me enough time to walk away. The whole time, the owners were on the front porch laughing.
1: Yep. And, you know, I, and, and, I, I, um, I, I'm very confident that my program here in New Jersey and across the country is going to work. I've been working with the Postmaster General to um, eliminate dog bites on Saturday. And now that the Postal Service is not going to be delivering mail on Saturdays anymore, I think my program is a complete success. Sure, you may not understand that, but that's a joke here in the states. <laughs> no, no, you're
6: right. I, I got. I I made a video. If you haven't seen it, Captain, on my uh, on YouTube and on my, my one of my web pages, dogencounters.com, just for litter carriers to show them what to do if they get attacked. And I use right. untrained dogs and trained dogs too.
7: Yep. They,
6: I mean, you raise a good point with pepper spray, and then the taser. I mean, that's another element of training. I mean. It all depends on the dog. Most of the dogs that I've that I've seen get tasered, they're not the same afterwards. They're just not, just like I wasn't when I got tasered for training. I just, you're just yeah. not the same.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big believer in the chemical spray um, for a dog, only because of exactly. I'm not sure which one of you said this, um, but you know, some dogs it just, to put it bluntly, pisses them off, and now they're more dangerous than when exactly. you were. And now, exactly. when if you know, if they would have run away from you um, and they're running by a family, um, if you hadn't sprayed them, now they're in an escape mode and they're looking to just get the hell away. But now that you've yeah. sprayed them, now they're pissed off and they're going to attack anything that looks human because now, you know, you just shot them with chemical spray. So I agree. I'm not a proponent of using chemical spray on a dog. And, yeah. even and, and here's,
5: here's, anu- here's another thing, too, is that, uh, you know, the dogs will respond to motion and, and sound or noise. And when you get an officer coming on a scene at the height of his voice yelling, yep. I mean, you're, you're just yep. going to intensify the dog. Now, here's a scenario, too. What if a, 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 we'll have an elder, elderly per person call because they fell, they can't get up, okay? They're in the house, but they have a dog they couldn't confine. What is the officer going to do when he comes uh into the house? Are they going to shoot the dog? Obviously, mm-hmm. the lady well, says, I, Eddie, "I called you for help, not to kill my dog." Right.
6: Well, Eddie, if they saw my video, they would know what to do. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. It happens in motor. <laughs> it happens. It happens in motor motor vehicle accidents as well. Because again, exactly. you you have a dog in a motor vehicle that's involved in an accident, so now it's had uh, some trauma. So everything goes from being green in that dog's eyes. Now everything elevates to red and now that dog is on high alert, um, right. you know, the, the human is not acting normally, so now the dog is even more agitated, and here comes the police officer who's going to open the door to reach into a car to help somebody. Yes. Huge mistake. Huge mistake. It's not going to happen.
4: It, it, You're right. The dog nah, to, And, the it, dog, to, to,
5: and it, let me interject real quickly because he's saying go. this. Uh, is 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 the dog wrong? This is what they yeah, do. No. They, pre- they Correct. protect their owner. It's the Correct. only animal in the world that will protect his owner. And yep. some have well, e- even killed. They've killed wild animals. You've gotten. Yeah, he's protect, uh, there was an incident where
7: where.
5: Uh huh.
6: He's, uh-huh. he's protecting vulnerability is what he's doing. And any dog with a sound mind is going to sense his owner vulnerable and has right. a duty to protect him at that point. All All right. Right. And I think that's and why I, I. And that's why I give officers options, letting them know if that dog didn't do that, there'd be something wrong with him. So understand yeah. that that dog has the duty to protect his owner. Now try to do your best to save this dog and hurry up and get to the owner. be the same situation as the canine officer got in a car accident and you need to get in there to, to you know to, to render aid to the uh, to the canine officer when yeah. the dog was there. I mean you're gonna you're gonna utilize the same options that you that you're gonna utilize with the dog with a canine also with a civilian dog.
1: Yep. Sue, I'll tell you Definitely. a real quick just tell you a real quick story too. Uh, this happened in Jefferson Township in New Jersey. There was a German Shepherd that got entwined in barbed wire and was on the side of a road, uh, caught in a barbed wire. Some barbed wire that had been strewn around uh, around a pasture. Um, that officer um, took a pair of uh, wire cutters and spent almost forty five minutes freeing that dog from that barbed wire. Um, well, so, you know, that's the opposite side. Of the you know police officer thing, uh, you know to the point yeah. where that officer's hands were cut up. Uh, the dog oh, wow. did try to bite him twice, and he kept going well, because he knew that the dog didn't really mean to bite him. It was trying to bite what was right. hurting him, which was the fence. So there are a lot of good yes. guys out and, there. And it's
2: stories? stories like that that we need to hear too, because yep. of what we see every day. Thank you for sharing that. They just don't make
1: the exactly.
6: news. That's the part the bad part. I mean negative negative votes make the news I mean
7: uh
4: yes, it does. we
6: we talk about isolated incidents, the shootings, but we don't talk about all the times where officers have exercised restraint, where officers have, have gave tickets to the to the homeowner and so on. those just don't make the news. They really if don't there was a
1: story there was a story not long ago about a police officer in Newark, New Jersey who was called into a neighborhood for an aggressive dog. When he pulled up in his vehicle, it was a rainy night, he pulled up in his vehicle and there was a dog running around the street and it was a pitfall. Well, he got out of his car and he happens to love the breed, called the dog. The dog came over, jumped in his car, sat in the passenger seat. The police officer got in his car, drove the dog to the shelter. The dog couldn't have been nicer. It was aggressive only because it was a pitfall. That officer adopted that dog. And, you know, there are a lot of great stories.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And, and do you know, on a personal note, I remember when um, my dog, Penny, she was injured, and I had to look after her, and it was literally bed baths, if you like, and a lot, do you know what I mean? And she was on painkillers, and I was having to carry her outside into the garden. And the one day, I picked her up, and she obviously I didn't hold her right, and she went at me. And obviously it was my fault, I picked her up wrong and everything else. But the look on that dog's face, and she just looked at me as if to say... Oh my God, do you mean? Now let's face it, these dogs aren't, a lot of these dogs aren't doing it out of being nasty, there is a reason, and this is the trouble, the police aren't trained to know reasons why they go, they just see this dog as having an attitude, it's dangerous, or whatever, hold a minute, let's just turn it round, wouldn't you be having a go if somebody was trying to get onto your property? (laughs) Right. Is, it's no different Let, let's put the police in their house I we'll go and charge like a bull in a china shop into their property would they just sit there and just wag their tails and that was a bit of a ploy there but do you know what i mean
1: yeah
4: so why, it.
0: it's no different
1: and that's why eddie's that's why
0: eddie's
1: program
6: go go ahead
1: I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I just want to to interject real quick, that, that, you know, I think one of the most important things that Eddie talked about before was getting police officers and and actually people to understand what's going through a dog's mind, what is the dog seeing and what is the dog thinking. And once you can understand that, that's half the battle, half the battle
7: yeah no. the and,
5: and, and, and they can they can detect uh danger and fear. I mean there's an alert I mean you have them me- as an alert mechanism because he's hearing sounds that you can't hear, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden you 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 hear a strange noise because your dog heard it before you even heard it now in rochester in the city of Rochester, the only uh a, a, a dog is immune if there's an intruder that comes onto your property into your your home. And the dog attacks him, that dog, uh, nothing happens to the dog. Or if another dog comes onto the property to attack your dog. You see? And we had an incident up here where these uh, people were being robbed at gunpoint in a house. It was a teenager that answered the door and he saw uh, these two individuals with guns, and the mother cut loose the two pit bulls. The pit bulls ran after them they discharged their weapons but missed the dog you see and nothing happened because of course this was on their the property uh personal property
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think so like yeah. now two you know, can...
1: last la- last weekend um, i was in a very dangerous situation after i had been away for 36 hours I had to go back into my house and explain where I was to Mrs. Captain. So immediately when I walked in, I right away started to read her body language to make sure her were <laughs> worked back. She was highly <laughs> agitated, um, and I had to be careful because she was very defensive and ready to attack. But you know, once you assess the situation and calm yeah, but the, the thing dog thing is, though, down, and
0: you've had loads of training over many years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have on a pepper spray here,
6: Captain. No, and i got to tell you, you know,
1: no, the Attorney General actually said, hey, buddy, you can do whatever you need to do to control that situation. But it all worked out, and, you know, everybody returned to, you know, green level, you know, so it was awareness so it was okay. <laughs>
0: oh, bless her. Oh, bless her. No. I love it. Now, I want to welcome um, a, a very good friend of mine on the, onto the show, um, Kristen Hoffman. Hi, Kristen. How are you doing? Hi. How are you? I'm Hi, okay. Kristen. Are you feeling a little better now? Huh? Are you feeling a little better?
8: Um, I got some Starbucks, so I'm a little bit better.
7: <laughs> a little more
0: awake. <laughs> now, just to let everybody know, um, Kristen was actually... Um, Unfortunately, one of the people have been victims to um, the shootings of her dogs, her two dogs, um, by the police, um, and I've praised this lady so much lately. She's going to sew Tommy off still, but she's doing a lot of work behind the scenes and is contacting people with regard to um, the shootings and everything. Um, Kristen, obviously, I know you won't want to go into it too, too deeply, but... Sort of explain slightly uh, your story and what you've had to go through, because uh, obviously it's okay us discussing this, but a lot of us haven't actually gone through it. So can you sort of... You're the first
8: person to ask me to tell my story. I don't usually tell my story. Um, Okay. um, First, I I want to put a huge shout-out to New Jersey for their Humane Voice initiative. That started, I believe in two thousand and six um, um that was one of probably one of the first guides that I started um, using as a directive was through New Jersey um they sent a lot of good stuff on there end with the police and um in regards to learning about um how to deal with animals and things of that nature, as far as my, I mean, you want me to tell my story?
0: Like but what you don't have to, Kristen, I know that it'll be too hard for you, just even if it's just generally, okay, just so people, because I know a lot of us talk about this, but we haven't actually been through it. Um, Do you know what I mean?
8: Sure, I mean, as as someone who's been through it, I mean, God, I mean, oh, I've I don't even know really where to begin, except that I mean
0: what okay. very... what actually what actually happened on that day what was just very on general terms, how did it happen
8: How did it happen um essentially, there were cops walking up my alley um and there was a canine unit, so of course, my dogs went ballistic. there was a new dog. They thought that they had a new friend on the other side of the fence. Um, so they were all, in
4: first let me say,
8: I, have, I had five dogs, okay? So five dogs are very intimidating, and I, I've i always had dominant breeds. So I have pit bulls, I have rottweilers, I have German shepherds, I have the dogs that people are scared of. Yeah. Um, I know that my dogs are considered scary, which is why I've never had to lock my doors in five years. Um, However, you know, my dogs were jumping on the gate. The gate actually gave out. We had just maintenance it two days before that. We thought we had fixed it. Clearly, we made it worse. Um, The dogs, you know, rushed out barking. The canine officer, my dogs did not scratch anyone. They didn't bite anyone, nothing. The K-9 officer did not even pull his weapon. Um, it was an officer down the alley that got scared and started shooting. Um and so my dog's
0: control. Now, I'm just going to say um, for Kristen that since this has happened to her, most people, you know, and Kristen has said to her, to me herself that she did have like a month where she didn't want to do anything. She just kept herself to herself. She didn't want to talk to anybody. But they yeah, I
8: didn't get out of bed for so a month But it was Sorry? after that that I started Yeah, I didn't get out of bed for a month And after that, though, is when I started my research I really thought that I was the only one I, I mean If you had asked me a year ago How often this happened, I would have said Ten times a year Not over a hundred times a month Which is how many stories I've been recording I've been recording over a hundred stories a month
7: um,
8: And Gosh, I mean, it's Devastating, You know, that it happens so often. And, you know, I, one thing that I don't think people remember is that, you know, shooting animals is a very inhumane method of killing an animal. Um, and, you know, my my dogs had never known um, a human to be mean in any way, shape, or form their entire life. They've never known um any 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 form of abuse, and to know that their last moments were were of that, you know, of all their trust being taken, of the fact that I couldn't be there, you know, that, I mean.
1: Hey, I Kristen. Mean, this, it's is, just this is this is Kristen. This is this is Captain Yoko with the New Jersey State SPCA. I just want to Hi. interrupt you. Hi, how are you? I just want to interrupt you real quickly to tell you that I am so proud of you for stepping up and sharing your story here tonight because here tonight you are part of a new movement in the United States, at least uh, for people recognizing that this is a problem that needs to be dealt with. I know it wasn't easy for you. I'm very sorry for the loss of your pups, but I am so proud of you sharing your story. I know it wasn't easy and I wanted to say thank you. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you know what, Captain? I've got to say I think I'm right in saying that Kristin is one of the members of the public who have, has done probably one of the most in this campaign. And she's going to kill me because I'm always praising her. But this lady is p- trying to get people together. She calls people have had their dog shot. Every single one, I think I'm right in saying, Kristen, or near enough, as soon as she's heard a story... Sure. She contacts them, she speaks to them, she offers them advice, she gives them her number so that they can call her, and she does so, so much and brings people together and shares that awareness. Like, she's just fantastic. She's just. It, it, she's not a talker, she's a doer and she's put so much and I'm so proud of her, she's just fantastic yeah. and Kristen, I want to thank you because I know it's hard talking about losing your babies, babe, and I know
8: Yeah, and it makes it hard for you me to stay on track when I start talking about that it's, I get, you know I lose my focus obviously, <laughs> um, obviously. I try, So, back on focus um, you know, is you know what we're doing is starting a national organization um to address this issue. But one of the things that, you know, has become very clear in assessing the problem is that, you know, it's not just about the police. You know, um this is a community issue. And this is something that has to be addressed with citizens and with the police. Because you know, in a lot of in I'm not gonna say a lot, but you know, in some situations, um, it's just pure um Bad pet ownership. You know, they they are bad pet owners. They have treated their animal poorly. Their animal then, you know, has bad manners, whatever it may be. Um, but, you know, teaching responsible pet ownership is definitely something that has to be a part of the program. Um, you know, we can't put everything on the police. It has to be a joint effort It or else yeah. nothing will be resolved. And... Um, I think that it's been, you know, the support we've been getting from police has been just profound, you know. And I, you know, am just impressed by how many are willing to step forward and say, yes, this is a problem. And, you know, it's right now the number one lethal force incidences are of police shooting dogs. The number one in the country. Um, out of every lethal force incident... Number one are dogs. Um, so it is clear that it is a problem, and I don't see how asking for training is unreasonable. You know. Um, however, I think maybe part of the problem is that police departments or even police officers, officers don't want to be held accountable for these instances, um, and that's the only thing I can think of that would be an issue, because money isn't even a problem there are tons of national organizations willing to offer free training if need be although we are we are putting together that aspect of it we have a lot of police officers and um um you know retired law enforcement officers who are willing to participate in putting together the training aspect of it um but it's been, yeah, a lot of people have been coming forward and saying, "Yes, this is a problem. We're willing to help. What can we do?"
0: So it's been pretty cool. Jesus, isn't she blessed? Absolutely fantastic. Huh? It's been absolutely fantastic. Now, Kristen, I'm going to put you on the spot. Now, you have done absolutely loads, and I know that you, you know. Me and you have discussed about the fact that you're putting face. Um, so again. You're putting websites together and all sorts. Now, I know that me, you, Kathy, are always trying to pull people together. What is it that you really need to help you to be able to push this even further?
8: Right now, we just need to finish raising the funds for the marketing, camp, the marketing firm, um, you know, because we need to make sure that we come out with a strong image once we come out public that, you know, we come out strong and that we come out with the right image because as soon as we're live, as soon as we're public, everyone, you know, who thinks we might be trying to bash the police or, you know, whoever wants to come after any type of EOF kids, people are going to be trying to punch holes in us. People are going to try to make us sound crazy if possible, you know. Um, And we need to make sure we come out with the right image because we're addressing police officers, we're addressing communities, we're addressing legislators, you know, we have to address this on all levels, and we have to, you know, our image is going to be very important, and, you know, so that these people take us seriously, Um, you know, and everyone is so eager just to jump the gun and jump out there, but, you know, I just keep telling people you just need to wait, wait, we have to do it right, and unless you're a marketing professional, you don't get to make the call, you know. <laughs> we have to make sure it's done properly. And sometimes that, in um, you know, the marketing um, firm, you know, that's $4,500. That's a lot of money. So once we have the money together, we can go live and go public. But until then, you know, we're just kind of hanging out waiting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and still
4: and, two and two you're right, Christian, We're trying to also
8: get on the board, the board of directors. There's t- still two people that we're trying to um, – bring on to the board of directors that are you know really important and as soon you know that's also kind of in the balance at the moment.
1: Krista how, how, how much money did you say you needed uh to to make this happen to get this going?
8: Um well the balance is forty two hundred. That we four okay. But you know I also have to post a new um fundraising thing because chip and closed and that was my original um fundraising thing and it yep. closed down. What was it last week?
1: Okay, Sue can you know, work, so Sue, can, you, Sue, can you Sue can you can you share can you share my email address with Kristen so she can yes, send certainly. me an email because I, yep. I believe that the New Jersey State SPCA can uh can help you in, in your quest to raise funds. So please uh, oh, awesome. get my email get my email from Sue. Um, and okay. send me the information, and we'll see what we can do to help you raise some funds.
8: Sure. Because I know we have oh. Hector on board, and then we have Jim on board. So, so far, we have two um, retired law enforcement officers, and there's two more that have been um, reaching out, one, I believe, from Ohio, and then one another one from New York um, that have been asking to join in. So I still have to speak with them.
1: Just be careful. Those people from Ohio, they're not to be trusted. So just be careful there. I've had bad luck with those people out there. Chicago's okay. New York's okay. But Ohio, not good. Um,
8: Why? what's wrong with Ohio? No,
1: no, I'm just kidding. I have family. Actually,
8: you know, there is something to be said for the Midwest states. I mean, there is something to be said for them because they're very um, cattle-oriented. And because of that, Um, Unfortunately, we have, you know, the cattle owners. We're talking, you know, multi-million dollar businesses. They're the ones that step up and block anything animal related because they're so worried about it, you know, crossing over into their cattle and crossing over into what they're doing. That as soon as they step up, everything is crushed because they finance, you know, the legislators. And as soon as they hear anything's going on, you know, so there is something to be said for the (laughs) Midwest. Excellent. And very much about Illinois, though. Illinois has been doing really good. Chicago, you know, they've paid out over a million dollars in dog shooting cases in the last year. Over a million dollars. Oh, paid my out. gosh. Yeah. Where, person? Where? What state? In Chicago, Chicago, Illinois. They've paid it's out over a million dollars really? in the last year in lawsuits against police shooting dogs. Yeah. It's That's a lot of money.
1: And, and Sue, uh, just a geography lesson. Chicago is not a state; it's a city.
4: No, that's uh, <laughs> a the word. Well, oh yeah, hey, do you know what? Right, yeah, hey, you may well.
0: laugh. The funny part is, I'm I'm in a little tiny village that's got a row of six houses, and I've got a house across the field, and there's a uh, another house about a mile away up the road. So I tell you what, I get it'd be like a dingle in Australia. <laughs> so. Right, Kristen, before I forget, what is your email that anybody can contact? Because I've just got to say that we are going to get messages about this, and people are going to want to obviously help you out. Have you got an email that people can contact you?
8: Oh, sure. Um, It's just Kristen at com. So it's K-R-I-S-T-I-N, initial is L, last name is H-O-F-F-M-A-N-N.
4: And okay. also, if you go on
8: Justice for Lacey and Kira on their page, if you click on About, there's um, I list all my information, even my personal Facebook account, which I mean, it has my phone number, my email. Like, I don't keep anything private. I'm completely transparent.
0: See what I mean about a star? <laughs> Absolutely. I think Absolutely I think that,
8: I believe that transparency is very important. Very important.
0: Definitely,
5: uh, I agree. I agree. That's uh, been the, one of the successes with our group here, is uh, transparency.
7: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, with, with with our group, with the sheriff department, and every update they get, as as soon as I get the update, they get notified. Whatever the sheriff department sends me, uh, they, they uh, they're informed. Transparency is so important because people want to support something that is credible to the community.
2: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Definitely. Uh, uh, Do you know what? I I must just say, do you know what, Captain? I've just got to say thank you very much because that comment alone of you saying that you'd be able to help Kristen in some way is absolutely fantastic. And this Mm -hmm. is when it makes me proud that we get people like all you guys on the show tonight. You are incredible, every single one of you, because you're all making a difference. You've all put your time out there for free, and you're all helping each other to make an achievement which is going to save so many dogs, that's going to save so much heartache. And, and it's just fantastic that we can all get together in a place where we can all join. And I want all of you to know that the Ask Sue Show, any time we need to do a show, and we need to get together like this again, any any of you can shout off any time, okay? Because we we need to get this out there. We have got to do time for change, and especially the fact that we just did a show just before this one, and it was literally to show people that even innocent people are being killed by the police.
4: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's got to be time for change, but it's got to be that the society stops blaming each other, and where we say right, let's stop living the negativity. We just have to let's work start together. bringing yeah. forward the positives. And, and start to make a change. Find a
8: solution. You know, I got a, yeah, I got a message from someone last week in, in my, um, on my dog's page, and it said, you know, why do you say no police bashing? Like, literally, and they were serious, you know? And I said, yeah. you know, my it was really hard to keep my reply simple, but, you know, I said, you know, we have to work together. This isn't about the police. It's not, you know, this isn't about... If you bash someone, why are they going to listen to you? Why are they going to want to do you any favors? You know, how does that solve anything? You know, you can go on a rant all you want and let your feelings take over, but it doesn't solve anything. All it does is, you know, make the problem worse. That's all that it does, you know. And, you know, honestly, you know, I figured out, I did the numbers, and I figured out how many police officers are there in the U.S. full, Like full time active-duty police officers, and if I even multiplied the number of shootings by three times, okay, to try to account for all the ones we're not, you know, recording, there are still, it still only accounts for less than .01% of police officers shooting dogs, okay? And that this is something people need to think about. Like, people need to figure out the numbers. What are the statistics? The Statistics say that it's not the majority of our police officers shooting dogs. It's not the majority. It's point it's less than 0.01%. Okay? There are a lot of police officers in our country. Um, but that still doesn't change the fact that over 100 are being shot a month, and that's too many.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, Captain, anything you would like to add further?
1: No, I mean I, I think this was an, an un, unbelievably uh, great discussion tonight. I really appreciate everybody's input and from different from different perspectives, and that that's what made this so good was we have people here from all different walks that gave us mm-hmm. their perspectives.
4: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Again, you know, Monroe Township and Eddie just just unbelievably you know great work that you're doing up there uh Kristen for you to step up and, and come here tonight and tell your story was amazing. Um you certainly impacted me and I was already sold but you've impacted me with your uh I guess bravery, if you will. Yeah. And I really appreciate everybody's input here tonight. This was a really this was really a good program.
0: Definitely.
8: Yeah it's really important to make sure we have everyone's point of view, you know, and not get stuck on just the victims or just the cops, you know, I think, you know, the balance is very important to create a healthy and objective outlook on the situation, you know, to find the best solution.
5: Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And you know what? Uh, one thing I, me and, and the sheriff, we agreed because I, like I told the sheriff, uh, he sort of drained when I told him, I said, you know, I can, I can disagree with you a hundred percent, but that is not going to stop me from working with you so we can achieve Absolutely. the common ground.
2: Wonderful. And we
5: we we need to put the differences aside because yep. when we when we get caught up with either bashing another police officer or another canine group or another trainer, whatever it may be, then who's at That's risk? Nice. Our canines. Our canines. And you know, police yeah. officers have dogs themselves. So, you know, it's the canines that are at risk by us uh <laughs> wrapping ourselves with with, uh, arguments or things that don't have no merit, you know, so working on common ground, even if there's disagreements, but we're going to, we're working to bring solutions again, you know, positive change, positive change. And yep. in, in, in essence, we like for the media because the media has long time have they just, uh, brought just uh negative a stigma on a particular breed. It's never on a, on a, on a, on a breed that, that you don't hear of, and we need to correct that. They, we need uh, the support up here, which I'm sharing with the sheriff. We need to, the media jump on board to help us bring the safety in the community, what the community needs to do. And whether it's with public service announcements that are free, and you can make a 10-second uh, service announcement around news time and everything, reminders of what dog owners should do to keep their pet safe
1: it's a wonderful and Sue, idea and Sue, exactly. i need to tell you i need to tell you that my canine partner chloe is uh <clears throat> i just came upstairs and somehow she ended up in a leather recliner chair with a pink bone in her mouth sound asleep <laughs> <laughs> so she's safe tonight
2: getting
1: your chair warm <laughs> i i can't hey, believe I have, that she's you? up in the chair it's like hello
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Before the I
2: must just say. I, I just, yeah. Can I say thank you to everybody again, Sue? I know I was quiet in this show, but I did the show proud of this. And I've sat back and totally enjoyed the show and everything everyone added to it. Thank you all individually. I don't have to name you. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thank you, you Kathy. Thank you're you. Welcome.
1: Awesome. Um, you're welcome. You're, you're, you're not sitting on Sue's fence, are you? No no, 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 no No, he's holding no it, my
2: butt. On it No
0: splinters
2: in my butt, no <laughs>
0: No, you're just holding the fence up for me Aren't you, love, while I sit on it I'm sitting there with an
2: alcohol pad, darling I'm ready for you when you get off
0: <laughs> I think my bum's gone a bit numb now It might be time to get down <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a
1: great fun and Eddie, just so you know, in England, the bum is a butt.
2: <laughs>
7: <laughs>
1: okay.
2: okay. <laughs> hey, Captain, I'm a Southern girl, and it's taking me a while to get used to her. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, but I've got to just tell everybody of a funny story. The other day, I was actually folding clothes up in my bedroom, and I'm talking to Kathy every single day, okay? And it's when you've piled a pile of clothes up, and they're about to fall, and you look at it, and you go, Are you kidding me? And then I just realized I was talking like Kathy, and then I was thinking, "I time to finish with the show. <laughs>
2: <sighs> Absolutely. My first cup of coffee is spent with Sue in the morning. By that time, it's afternoon for her.
7: <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. We
0: <laughs> no. Well,
8: now so does, the, does the New Jersey um, SPCA work with the New York ASPCA, like in their um, HLE department?
1: Actually, uh, our relationship—if we have—if uh, we have animal cruelty cases that cross state lines. That's when we work with the ASPCA, but we are not connected with the ASPCA. <clears throat> they're they're an independent agency, and really, they we have no uh, no other relationship with them other than the fact that if we have to work on a cruelty oh, case, we work on a cruelty case together.
7: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, Sue, I just had an alert come in. If I can share this with you, um, okay. From hold on one second. I'm sorry. Um, there was a canine dog that had just been stabbed to death in um St. Paul, Minnesota. Um oh, wow. I believe the dog was connected with the Ramsey County Sheriff's Office and the US Marshal Service. Hold on, I'll do this. Let me just open this up. I'm sorry to do this, but
0: No, it's um, okay. It's fine.
1: Okay. There's no, there's no other information, but apparently uh, a canine dog has just been uh, has just been had recently been killed or just been killed in uh, Saint Paul, Minnesota. Good um, I hate I absolutely hate getting these alerts, but um, yeah, it doesn't have any more information here than that. Just that a canine dog has just been killed in Saint Paul, Minnesota.
2: Captain, I just did something. I'm not sure if it's the same thing, but there is something on the Internet about uh, the dog must have just died, I think. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. You have to have to be the recipient of those messages, too. Yeah, this is... All that you do, bless
1: you. These are always um, extremely <clears throat> difficult to uh, to deal with.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, do you know what? This... I must just say, and and this goes for all of you, the reason why this is getting out so far, I believe, is because all of us have got our hearts in the right place. And we've had Antonio on tonight, and he's another guy who's got his heart in the right place. And this is where it's – and obviously, being where I do my spiritual shows and I do the ASU shows and all of these different things, and it just goes to show that when we're sharing all these posts and we're doing all these things, it's because we're sharing love between us and we're making a difference. And and I want everybody to realize that we can do these shows, and I haven't got a problem if we do one of these shows every single week if it makes a difference. But the r- real difference that you all listening at home who are saying it's a good show and I could have already having messages, people telling me it's a good show and everything, it would make a better show If you added all your friends, we need to get the word out there. And obviously Facebook is is stopping us from doing so much. But if you all shared each to your friends or whatever it may be, we can make a bigger difference. You know, so, you know, please share the links to the show. They can even listen in the archives after. So even if it's a month in time and you're talking to a friend about shooting the dogs or or whatever it may be, you can share the show even (coughs) afterwards. So, you know, please share it to your pages and, and everything later in the day and uh, so we can obviously get this message out there. Um, Captain, is there any other um, alerts or anything else you want to share? Well, I'm thinking we've got um, about half an hour left of the show, and I'm thinking it would be good to literally share. Obviously, you've got the NJSPCA page, which I will share the link to as well. Um, is there any other alerts or anything you want to share with us?
1: Um, actually, so I'm going to have to um, I'm going to have to exit the the show this evening. I just received a call from from St. Paul, um, and I'm going to reach out to the uh, the canine officer that just lost his dog and talk to him. Um, so I'm, I'm sorry, I'm very sorry, um, but I'm going to have to uh, I'm going to have to exit the call and uh, the show tonight, and I'll talk Be to you touch. soon. It,
0: Bless you, Captain,
1: Captain, you're in
0: Yep. Listen, Captain, please don't apologize. You do a fantastic Absolutely. job. Please send yeah. our love to all of you um, at the NJSPCA. And thank you very much for taking the time to join us on the show. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, Captain.
2: Absolutely.
0: Okay, we thank you very much for good. joining the show. Oh,
2: um, that breaks my blessing. heart. That breaks my oh. heart. He's such a good man and such a warrior for animals. And... He just does. He the, the things he sees and the emotions he feels. I don't think any of us can even comprehend. Bless him.
0: No, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. And that is so that's hard be because that's. Uh,
7: yeah,
5: yeah. It's you know, and 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 we all we're all working with the, the, this cause and and this, the, the the positive change and everything. But uh, I try to get ready myself. Uh, When I started, because the emotion is so great because I hate hearing these stories that come over, these shootings, how people are losing their dogs, the Mm -hmm. dog abuses. It just grips my heart. And sometimes I'm in tears because of uh, how the way the dog was lost and everything. Mm
4: -hmm. But if I
5: stop there, then nothing won't get done. I mean, you know, so I, I, I stand hold fast. And what we we got to continue uh, because we can't just let these devastating stories stop our progress. We we got to bring the change and 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 we we got to get the word out there. Law enforcement, there are a lot of officers out there. I mean, they're just talking about the ones that are doing the shooting, but there are officers that that would uh, uh, welcome a training such as this. You see, yeah. so yeah. we had an individual that asked a police officer, what do you think about this? And they said, I think that would go over very well. You see, and that came from a police officer. And <laughs> Hector uh, has brought a lot of uh, good points and everything. So <coughs> off and on, I'll check some of his, his videos and everything. But I have shared uh, with the sheriff department what Hector is doing and what he's all about and everything. And like he said earlier in the show, he just doesn't take a trained dog. He'll take any dog. <laughs> you give him any dog. And he works with the dogs to show people how they can be safe about with an unfamiliar uh, dog, and it's it, it's hard. And uh, Sue, you brought a great guest this evening. This is has been uh, a, a, definitely a, a surprise and a treat. And this is what we're about: bringing some positive change uh, and, and and getting officers involved, uh, dog owners more responsible. Uh, And stepping to the plate And doing what they're supposed to do And not allowing And and put their dogs in a situation That they don't deserve to be in You see And that's uh,
0: constant supervision You know And uh, awareness Yeah, exactly Exactly Um, But the thing is though, Eddie You need to have a round of applause as well Because I'm not being funny you have done so much. You've got in touch with the police. You've made the awareness to them of what we're doing. You know, and this is the thing. It's it's all about teamwork. We've all got our places within this team of what we can do. And now we just need gen- the general public, really, to help us by sharing the work we're doing, sharing our groups, and obviously sharing the show. And, and you know, if you guys are in with this, I'm quite happy to do another show like tonight because I think, this is a brilliant place for us all to get together, to literally get the public involved as well, and also to see where we're all up to as well. It brings all the groups into one place.
2: Mm-hmm.
7: And
4: exactly.
2: There's so many positive things brought to light tonight. And Really, that gives us hope, positive things. Kirsten, everything you said was wonderful. Eddie, Hector, I mean, it's just wonderful stuff. It's a great
7: show. Yeah.
0: Definitely. I think Definitely. We should,
8: uh, maybe no. we should do um, a feature show, too. I'd like to get Glenn on here sometime. Um, you know, Glenn has a very interesting story because, you know, in a lot of these stories we hear how, um, you know, people are just getting a lot of drama from the police department after the shooting. But in Glenn's case, you know, he's getting a lot of support from his police department, and they are not supportive of the officer who shot his dog. Um, you know, we don't see that a lot, and it's very interesting how it all came about. And um, his dog did survive, but needs about $20,000 worth of surgery to save one of his legs, you know, after the shooting. And they are in Georgia, um, so he's in a very small town. And um, But, you know, did it's you just... You know, I'd like
4: yeah, we'll to get some, I think we should put some
8: feature stories together and maybe do is like a feature story show. I think that that would be a good show, too. Just a thought.
0: <laughs> yes, definitely. I definitely. The, the more people huh? we can get involved, the better.
8: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And Glenn no. is a very, you know, he's a very, well, you know, he's a very good speaker. And, um, you know, he offered, he's going to represent Georgia on our behalf. He's going to be the point person there for a while, um, and and actually, you know, if we're trying to push money or push his chip in, too, to help get the surgery yeah. for his dog, because they have to do, like, a whole elbow replacement or something, which has never been done. It'll be the first time it's ever been done, which is why it's so expensive, but I believe he has to go to North Carolina to have the surgery done, but he has all the videos of everything he has to do to take care of his leg every day, and... Like, this dog literally, like, before the shooting, like, right on his, um, right on the top of his bike handlebars. Like, he'll jump out. He has videos where his dog just jumps up on this little platform and they ride around together. <laughs> it's so
6: cute.
0: Excellent. Hector, but, are you back on the show?
6: Yes, I am back on the show.
8: Hi, Excellent. Hector.
6: How are you? Hello, Kristen. I've just listened to your uh, nice story. We haven't spoken in a while. Uh, I to? agree. I am yeah, listening though. <laughs> Are, you <laughs> busy? With you Are you keeping busy? Are you keeping busy? I'm keeping very busy. I'm I'm learning a lot. I got some info from Eddie and um I've looked into the captain and it's just good to hear that everybody's on the same page and uh just I,
8: mm-hmm. I found your talk interesting today. I've noticed your um Presentation has changed a little bit.
6: Uh, which, which one?
8: <laughs> Just about the whole. I've been. I've been very okay. So, this is something I've been curious about because you were talking about getting all sides of the story, which is very, very important. You know, and one of the reasons why my research can take a while is because anytime a story presents itself, I try to find absolutely every posting about the story. I try to get a hold of any necropsy reports that might be available. I try to get a hold of the police reports, plus any um, media reports, you know, and try to put the whole story together because, you know, it's really important to get the whole picture, you know. and right. I know that a lot of times initially when you hear a story, it's really easy to just take the side of whatever the media is, you know, putting out there. um but a lot of times, if you dig in deeper, you find that it, it, there's really a whole different scenario taking place. Um, so one of the things I know that a lot of times you say is that the the shootings are justified,
6: right? Well, they they can be. It's hard to get it's hard to get all the stories, but I can but I can assure you that if the more I listen, the more I learn, the more I evolve.
8: Well, and, and it's one of the things I've been curious to see with more, you know. Once you hear some more of the stories where you do have all the information, like what is your perspective on those? Um, you know, a lot of times, may you know, I I just I just find it really important to to know really what everyone's stance is and why, because the more we understand that, the more we learn the better approach we can have
6: to these situations. Yeah, I think the most 7%. frustrating part is is when they're both wrong or, or they could have both, <laughs> you know, the officer should have used uh, discretion and the homeowner sure. should have used discretion, and who sure. loses? The dog loses all the mm-hmm. time, either way. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm seeing more and more of those, believe it or not, than anything else. Um, I mean, it, the dog loses no matter what. Exactly. No. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: No, go yeah. ahead.
8: How do we address the situations where the dogs are shot in cages or the dogs are put away in a room and the, do- and the officer still chooses to go yeah. open the door and shoot the dog or, you know, things yeah. like that where the yeah. owner has gone, has done everything within their power. There is absolutely yeah. nothing else that could have been done. Like that dog is restrained as restrained can be.
6: And yet, yeah, well, yeah. I think that's where training starts to kick in. And if the department utilizes the training the officers, now the department and the civilian, for that matter, can sue the officer, and the uh, department mm-hmm. can also discipline the officer. I mean, I think mm-hmm. it only it's going to take a couple of times for people to realize that an officer can be held liable out of his own pocket if he uses negligence or goes outside the scope of
5: his job.
0: Yeah.
8: What about immunity, though? Because a lot of times immunity kicks in, and it and it seems like they can do whatever they want. It doesn't matter.
6: Well, there is governmental immunity, but I mean they're going to have to go through a process for that. And I, I mean that it can it can be if you you know at least at least you're putting the officer you know in check for them to to know that there's going to be accountability. You know rather mm-hmm. than not have any training at all and he just does what he wants because he he's not trained.
8: Sure. Yeah, and that's, exactly. a, that's a valid point, you know, because they are their training. They can only be as good as their training, and without training, exactly. what you can't you can't expect anything from them, you know. But,
0: but I, I mean, you mean, granted, I done, there, been, yeah, remember
6: I it, it, it's not a crime <laughs> to be stupid. It's not a crime right. to be stupid, and then <laughs> and also common sense is subjective, so it's it's very difficult sure. to say okay that that was common sense that. That's so subjective. That's why there needs to be standards and rules and policies, to you know, sure. so they're able to
0: follow. But do you know what? It, it, I can't even say common sense. When it comes to a police officer goes into somebody's home and there is a dog in a cage and they shoot it? What? Come on. Let, let's just chuck this for the last <laughs> few minutes. Let's, well, let's just chuck I this know. out there. What What excuse... Even if he was three-year-old, I still can't find an excuse for that. No, that's completely negligent,
6: and no training would have helped that officer. No training at all would have helped that officer.
0: The only thing he needed was his uniform took off him and his backside kicked straight outside. Because even <laughs> if my three-year-old had poked a stick into a cage at a dog or squirted water at it or anything else, it would have seriously got a damn good backlash in because there's no way even a three-year-old should do that to a dog, never mind a police officer shoot it. And these are the well, ones I, that are waiting to protect us?
6: Well, I think that's where the department had to step in and say, you're fired
8: yeah and I think that that's what people are wanting to see happen and you know certain scenarios just to show that you know they you know one of the things by not firing those people it shows that they're supportive of bad police officers, you know like and people start to believe that that is becoming the norm. <clears throat> It gives the wrong impression. Like, they yeah. really have to be willing to stand up and weed out the bad officers. Just because you yeah. wear a uniform doesn't mean you're a good person. It doesn't
6: mean yeah.
8: you're good at your yeah. job. Yeah. No, that's you're exactly. right. I teach my dogs uh, do the same yeah. thing.
6: Oh, no, you're right. But, 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 but realize that, you know, the maybe the the sergeant or the chief may not even know himself how to deal with aggressive dogs. You know, and wow. that's, that's going to go mm-hmm. by state by state. You know, maybe they yeah. have shot dogs in the past, you know, through a through a kennel, you know, through a crate. You know, but you know times have changed. They can't anymore. Mhm. Well, well in Arkansas.
0: Sorry, no, carry on Kristen, carry on.
8: No, that's actually um the one of the a police chief in Arkansas um shot seven dogs in a cage. Um
6: right.
5: I read that. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well can I can I say something real quick, uh you know when we when, when we hear of these things, I heard of a case, all right, and this, this was in Conocino and where I think you, you might uh, uh uh recall the story, the corporal corporal John Twiz I uh, I guess uh and he beat a dog to death. In a very uh-huh. humane, after the eyewitness told him the owner, because the dog got hit by a car, but he put him out of it by beating the dog, uh, I contacted the chief of that uh, police department by email. He thanked me for contacting him, and he says, rest assured, Eddie, that I do not take this lightly, and after the investigation, I will take appropriate action on this officer. The outcome was that the officer resigned. But my question was, why were there no charges, charges filed? I mean, the Humane right. Society should, should have been on that exactly. one quickly. Because if anybody because else would have students, done that to that dog, yeah. they would have been jailed, charged, you see? Absolutely. So, you know, when we hear something, don't think that you're the little people and you can't make change. Yes, you can. You can bring, bring down a giant, you know, using the appropriate mm-hmm. channels. Yeah,
4: but okay. sometimes... sometimes
6: Resigning is is enough discipline enough enough for them to realize that what they did was wrong. And you have to look at but the total. You consensus. have to. Re- Here's you know,
8: what someone brought up that I think is really important. Remember, when we allow them to resign, they're not held accountable, and they can just go get a job somewhere else and do the same thing. If they're fired, that stays on their yeah. record, and it is harder for them to get a, another job and do the same thing. You know, but allowing them to just resign. Does not, you know, it does not hold them accountable, and they can just go get a job as a police officer at the next county, next state, whatever, and do the exact same thing they just did.
2: Eddie, where was yes. that story taking place? When you just shared the about the police officer? Where did that take place?
4: I'm
2: sorry, what? I was asking Eddie where that story took place. He just shared because I was posting the links about the police chief shooting the cage dogs in Arkansas. Was that what he was just talking about? No, he no, was talking that, that, about a different
8: story. I didn't know about that story.
6: Yeah, if you if you go online, I I have it somewhere in my files. But I they even show a picture of him doing it.
7: Um, oh no. And then
6: yeah, they they have a picture. Somebody got a picture of him actually shooting the gun. I believe it tonight, it's on the internet. And and that's the thing, you know, when an officer resigns, when when actually incidents like this occur, you know, the, the internet makes the world very small. I mean, you see this somebody's name out there, and you can Google everything about that person. Um, that's <laughs> and police departments have, have done a much, much better job of doing background checks. I mean, so if <laughs> he resigned, but you know what?
0: You also know why he resigned. Exactly. Now, and the other thing, let's put it this way. If you had a teacher that had done something to a kid while they were teaching, they couldn't just resign. They, at the end of the day, would have that on a record of some sort. You couldn't just go into another school. So it's the same thing. So does that mean that you can go and abuse a child in one school, but because you resigned, you can actually go to another school and you can do it somewhere else? Right. Well,
6: no, I I think you're comparing apples to oranges. Uh, but but I, I understand your, your 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 way of thinking, that would be you know, right. that, that, you know, the you know, police departments do have a high standard. They really do. But there's always isolated incidents where you're going to hear all the bad things. Even, mm. You know, I know chiefs who don't even like their officers swearing. I know plenty of chiefs who are very cut and dry and very sharp. You know, do you have bad officers? Yeah. But the whole tree is not for
0: Exactly. Right. Now, obviously, we're running out of time. So I very quickly want to go and I want to ask each of you of your page on Facebook or any information that you want to share about yourself. So if we go through, um, Kristen, what what is your page? I've already put your link, um, obviously, and I'll put all this onto the Ask Sue Network page after the show. But I've put your profile. Have you got the other pay? Any other page name you want to mention?
8: Oh, Justice for Lacey and Kira.
0: Okay. Well, what we'll do is we'll put all these links in the chat room, and then all of those links I'll transfer then over into the Ask Sue Network page, okay? Yeah, um, I do talk
8: about the dogs being shot by police on my personal page. I just talk about it on the other one.
0: Yep, that's fine. That's fine. Um, Eddie, what about yourself? Uh, as
5: you know, uh, generally they can go just right on Facebook, uh, uh, Canine Partners. Of Monroe county, and right there uh, you uh, they can get updates what we're doing with the sheriff's department uh, and we're working tomorrow I, I drop off a petition to the chief so that that'll be posted as soon as I do that and uh, see if I can give him a phone call before I drop it off uh, so we're trying to be as transparent as possible uh, to work uh, for positive change and then in between so we've We've addressed other issues uh, with um, the painted products, pulling them off the stores and everything. As soon as something comes up, anything that affects the canines, you're going to find that we're fighting for on that page.
0: Exactly. Excellent. Great. I think we've lost Hector this time. Hector, are you there?
6: I'm here. You can just look under Hector. Oh, sorry.
0: It must be Kristen that's dropped then. Chris, um, i start again. Hector, what's your page name?
6: My page is Hector Hernandez or First Class Dog Training uh, for Facebook. And then for my oh. webpages, it's uh, dogencounters.com or First Class Dog Training.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, what can I say? What an absolute fantastic show. Thank you very much, Eddie and Kristen, who unfortunately lost. Uh, thank you very much to Hector. Thank you so much for joining the show tonight. And uh, I welcome. need to say thank you very much also to the captain who obviously did have to go. And uh, thank you very much all of you for joining the show tonight.
5: You're welcome. Thank you. For
0: having- and and Kathy, don't think I've forgotten my special co-host. <laughs> I haven't. Thank you so much, darling, for being here for the whole four hours.
2: Oh, honey, you're welcome. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. I felt like I had a front row seat being on the phone and listening to y'all and being able to contribute, but honestly, I really enjoyed everything that all y'all brought to the table today. Thank you so much, because I learned a lot. I was able to connect with a lot of new people, and for that, I'm very grateful, so thank y'all again for giving me the opportunity to mix with y'all tonight. Sue, thank you again for such a wonderful show. And you, my dear, are a true hero. You are, because you are making a difference, too, and you walk the walk every day. Every day.
0: Thank you very much, Kathy. And, uh, uh do you know what? I, I, I can honestly say this has been got to be one of the best shows. I think the fact that we've pulled so many people together and Absolutely. found some new people as well to the show, and it's been absolute fantastic. And I can only thank all of you for joining it tonight. You've you've made it exactly what it wants what we needed it to be. So thank you very much, all of you.
2: And I wanna say happy Valentine's Day, everyone. I spent my Valentine's evening with y'all and I couldn't have been in a better place. I loved it. I oh blessing. <laughs> well it was I just feel the love. so romantic. I feel the love. <laughs> Little, you feel the love. It's coming, Hector. It's coming right at your bags. I feel the
7: love.
2: <laughs> well, listen, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to go get me some fur love right now. I've got two fur babies laying here waiting on some Valentine's love from their mommy. So I want you all to have a beautiful <laughs> evening, Kristen, Hector, Eddie, everyone. I will speak Thank to you, you. all soon.
0: Yes, yeah, thank you very much, everybody. And uh, I'd like to say a big thank you also to everybody in the chat room tonight. You have been absolute stars. You've been sharing the links and uh, posting in there all night. and um, Thank you very much. And we will be putting all the links into the Ask Sue Show Group and the Ask Sue Radio Show Network. And, guys, if you want to put any links in any of those pages, you're more than welcome to as well. So. Thank you very much, everybody. Again, um, with to- obviously no show tomorrow night because we've done a double show tonight, but we have got Hey, Mr. Government on Saturday night, um, and that again will be with Cathy as well. So thank you very much to everybody, and I wish you all a very, very good night. Good night, everybody.
2: Good night,
0: good night. everyone. Good night. Good night.
2: Bye.
3: So an angel contemplate my faith And do they know the places where we go when we brand Cause I have been told that salvation let their wings unfold So when I'm lying in my bed Thoughts running from my head And I feel that love is dead I'm loving angels instead And through it, oh. Take me I'm loving angels instead When I'm feeling weak And my pain walks down One way street